we keep it real over yeah. here. What do you believe the purpose of marriage is? Welcome to Pillow Talk, ladies and gentlemen. With the Winstons. Winstons. Hey. Welcome to Pillow Talk, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we are back. Episode 102. And I'm here with my counterpart. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to Pillow Talk with the Winstons. <laughs> That's like our little intro. You know, I have to do the AKAs for my wife. Uh, you know, she has like several AKAs. So before she's introduced, I have to do this every episode. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, coming to the mic, we have AKA Misfit Wins, AKA Mabu, AKA, uh, you name it. The peace be within, all of the things that she is, uh, a.k.a. my bae, ladies and gentlemen, Delana Winston. I love it. Give it up for her. I love it. Thank you. You have so many, and there's so many personalities that go with them, hence why we're wearing our I'm So Gemini shirts. I know. Because Geminis are known to have, like, split personalities, (laughs) and so there are so many of us, like, inside so shout out to my husband, Chef Kev, a.k.a. Kevin, a.k.a. Kev, a.k.a. Breeze, a.k.a. Bay, a.k.a. my boo, a.k.a. Babe. Babe. Hey. Oh, I love everyone. Well, I appreciate the uh, warm welcome. <laughs> and uh, so today uh, we want to do a quick recap of last week's episode. If you didn't get a chance to listen. Last week's episode was kind of like an intro to Pillow Talk, but we talked about how do you know when you met the right one, or how you know it when it's the one. So we unpacked that, but we didn't go deep into how to really do those things, but we gave you some cool solutions. We gave you our background. We gave you our story. So make sure if you get a chance, go check out that episode. It is live on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and um, iHeart. So... It's live. Yeah, it's out there. So, <laughs> so, babe, one of the things that we talked about on episode 101 is we kind of talked about the fact that we have done couples therapy. Yeah, and yeah. And so we kind of wanted to dive into that topic for episode two. Yeah, and, and what better way to do that than to have a special guest? But before we introduce our special guest, we got to do Misfits. Okay, so you guys know, if you listen to the first episode, like I am a show me, give me the proof. Mm -hmm. What do the statistics say? Like, you know, I need to know, like, what are the facts? (laughs) So I, I was curious to know how many couples actually participate in couples therapy. Because our topic, like we, you know, like we said, our topic is marriage maintenance. And so part of maintenance for us have been to for us to go to counseling. Yeah. And so I wanted to just know, like, how many other couples feel, felt the same way and, and, you know, do they participate in counseling? So what I found out was that it's about 80 percent of um, therapists um, in private practice offer couples therapy and nearly 50 percent of married couples have gone through marriage counseling. So that's like half. So that's, that's like ha- like that's, that's only half. That still hasn't even scratched the surface of the people who need it. So um, 
as I was saying with marriage, with marriage maintenance, so I had no idea that not only was premarital counseling needed, but you also need the ongoing maintenance, as my wife said in the last episode, like your car. You can't drive a car without getting the oil change and putting the proper maintenance in your vehicle to make sure you're able to drive it, right? So that's that's sort of what my version of what marriage maintenance was. We had some series of events that led up to why we needed to do counseling. I won't go into those full details, but just let's just say the house was on fire. And a good friend of mine, shout out to Fly Ty, he told me, he said, man, listen, I know a guy. You got to talk to him. You need to call him tomorrow, like right like now. Like right now. And my wife was like, okay. Is everything okay? I said, I, I tell the people your reasoning for what you felt like why we needed to start counseling. Well, I think we touched on this last episode, but um, so we really wanted to go through premarital counseling when we got engaged and as we were getting married. But of course, COVID happened. Mm-hmm. And so we just didn't do it. Life happened. Um, and so, you know, we had talked about it and we had talked about it. And I was just like, you know, it would be a good idea. And there were some tools that we, you know, we looked up online and we were kind of using those things, but it still wasn't as effective as having an actual person that you're talking to who's kind of guiding you and mediating some things and keeping you accountable. That's the word. Tools and the resources. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. So I think we got to a place where we kind of start unpacking some things, you know. Like really pulling that stuff out the bag. Yeah, packing (laughs) the bags and we can kind of talk more about that. Absolutely. But I think at that point, um, you know, Flata (laughs) came to the house and he was just like, Wait a minute. What's going on? The energy's off. This is not like the Kevin Delana I know. Yeah. Let me give you a resource that's gonna really be a game changer for your marriage. Absolutely. And so. Kevin took the initiative and he made the call. So Yeah, I made it the emergency text message. So without further ado, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, I want to dis- introduce our special guest. He is an executive director. Yes. He is a life coach. Yes. He is a father. Yes. He's a husband. Mm. He's a mentor that mm-hmm. spanned the poorest and the most vulnerable citizen of professional athletes and affluent professionals across the nation. He is a champion of healthy models of fathering, manhood, and leadership. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Mr. Colin Colin Pinkney. I hope I said that right. (laughs) Give it up. (laughs) We're so glad to have you. Man, welcome, welcome. We Uh, are so glad. We are honored. And and before you even... Well, I'm going to let you, you know, you talk. And then I got a a very important question that I have to ask you because you are a father (laughs) Mm -hmm. and you are a husband. Mm -hmm. And so I got to get your insight on on something. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well first, let me say I am tickled to be here. Uh, (laughs) I am. Because first of all, when you said AKA, I thought you was talking about the ski we AKA. Oh. I didn't know Delana was a, no. a Sarah. Okay. Right. Yeah, not that uh, AKA. Y'all threw me for one there. But anyway, I, I, I'm just honored that you guys would invite me to your platform. Absolutely. Uh, I'm honored and blessed not only to be here, but to, a- to be able to say I could, without with confidence, you guys are the real deal. I appreciate right? it. You guys are, are the stuff we need more of in our community, in our society. I think you guys are going to be the ones who are going to help break a lot of barriers for a lot of people uh, to come to the table. And I will tell you that stat you read, that 50% mm-hmm. 
Uh, couple married couples will go for counseling. That's if you take all couples as an aggregate. If you break it down by by ethnicity, mm-hmm. for example, I work exclusively with African American couples. That number drops to about twenty percent. Oh mm-hmm. wow! So when you talk about when that's the thing that you don't always see in the the, the metrics because if they aren't uh, specific to uh, cultural groups, mm-hmm. then you will you'll go away thinking, well, at least half of us are getting it done. And I will right. tell you. <laughs> It's not even half of half of wow. African-American couples who go for uh, premarital and postmarital counseling or any type of relationship enrichment mm-hmm. uh, investment. And it is an investment. And uh, yeah. I think that's part of the, the, the reason why therapy can be taboo in our, in, in our culture specifically because there's an investment that comes with it. That was actually right. going to be the name of the topic at first. Uh, really? why, is, why is therapy and marriage not, I mean, why is it such a taboo statement? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. But it's, it's true. Like, a lot of people look at therapy as, a, as being too vulnerable and being weak. Or something's wrong with me. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't need it because that means I have an issue and That's nothing's true. wrong with me. That's so right? true. And our parents didn't teach us about therapy, so it wasn't, at least mine didn't. You know, yeah. I just seen the total opposite. Therapy yeah. was like, what? I talked to my pastor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was therapy. Pastor mm-hmm. talked to us today, and, yeah. and now it's supposed to be okay, but mm-hmm. that wasn't always the case. So. Mm. Yeah, and I think sometimes it's even, oh, I'm just going to pray over you, and everything's going to be okay. But then you don't have the tools to go back home and Absolutely. use the things, you know, when you're, going, when you're actually experiencing them and going through, like, mm-hmm. issues. Prayer without application is just prayer. Mm. Exactly. So that's good. Wow. But I do want to know because, um, Colin, All right. um, <laughs> we decided to name our podcast Till We'll Talk with the Winstons. So after over 20 years of being married, I just want to know, do you and your wife still pillow talk? <laughs> no, we talk at the table. Okay. okay. <laughs> so y'all, ta- y'all table talk. Table, table talk. talk. Yeah, it's a business <laughs> now. Yeah, yeah, I know. Because we're a little bit older now. You graduated. You get yeah. to the pillow, you be asleep. That's right. true. You won't last that long. So That's it's, true. It's table talk. I love it. I, I love like it. that. That's I like good. That. I th- and I think every couple does it. Mm-hmm. And I believe that the biggest the biggest issue with with uh you know the stigma of pillow talking is that you're gossiping, but it's it's our it's our round table discussion for our marriage. Because mm-hmm. if you look at marriage, it's similar to two businesses merging and they're going together into a new venture. And it's like a startup. So I believe that in startups and in any business, you have to have weekly meetings, you have, have to have daily check-ins, you gotta have a vision, mission. I mean, you'll, you'll open all that up, I'm sure. We're gonna pack a lot of that, but I'm just saying. That's the reason why pillow talking is real. So I'm gonna ask the first question and then um, we'll just jump right in. So if you're just tuning in, once again, Episode 102, Marriage Maintenance with Colin Pinkney is a licensed therapist and counselor and life coach. And he's actually those three things for our marriage. So, Colin, why is therapy so taboo in our culture right now? Like, why do you believe that? Yeah, well, personally, my experience has been, and we talked about this, um, is that there is a um, sort of an image that's projected on us, to us, about what marriage is yep. mm-hmm. uh, and what relationships are. Uh, and we inherit those 
from our families of origin and, mm-hmm. and also from the larger society, yeah. depending on mm-hmm. what, what type of you know, framework you had growing up. And so uh, the taboo, what I find a lot of times, is that people have uh, bought into an image mm-hmm. of what wellness, success, healthy looks like, but they haven't been taught how to do that. Yeah. And so what people do is they prop themselves up to look like we're doing well. True. And so if we if we I call it worshiping the image really is what I call it. It's like yeah. we we we're so driven by what we see, the mm-hmm. outward image that we want to project well because we we're concerned about what people think about us. That's right? true. And so when it comes to therapy in our culture specifically as I related that statistic to you, um, you know, African American couples, uh, like other cultures, have certain stereotypes that we mm-hmm. perpetuate within yep. our own culture. Uh, and one is that if you look unhealthy, mm-hmm. then that's sort of a negative, right? If you right. look like you need help, if you look weak, mm-hmm. if yep. you look um, incompetent, if mm-hmm. you look, then there's a shame that goes with that, yeah. right? Yeah. And again, the image that we worship is, well, we can't be that, so let's not let you see me go to therapy because mm-hmm. then I am that thing that I stereotype mm-hmm. that I don't want to see or be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, one of the, the one of the uh, um, uh, therapists that I research a lot and does a lot of work around families of origin issues, uh, Dr. Peter Scavero, who's actually a, a pastor, um, in a book he um, wrote called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. This is a great resource for anybody who wants to start reading. He talks about the Ten Commandments of Family, mm-hmm. right? Yep. The Ten Commandments of Family is the idea that we have inherently inherited these ways of behaving and acting from our families of origin. And some of those things are explicit, but most of them are implicit, right? Mm -hmm. We haven't been told, like you said, Kevin, nobody told me how to do this. I just watched and observed, and whether it was good, bad, or indifferent, I ingest that as a sort of a way to behave. Absolutely. And it's not until we move into our own intimate, independent, relationship that those things come to the surface and you realize oh this is what i believe about sex yeah mm-hmm. this yeah. is what i believe about money mm-hmm. when you get a counterpart who says well this is what i believe yeah right and so <laughs> so the so the taboo is that we we've inherited these ideas these images um, and sadly for most of us we never challenge those what i call assumptions about what it takes to be in a healthy happy marriage yeah, and life happens, you know. Mm-hmm. When you go through all these different relationships and flings and all those things that you experience as a, a young adult, and then you realize, like, wow, I had, I had no idea that I really was perpetuating something that I never really handled when I was younger mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or something that I saw, like how some men might treat women. Mm-hmm. It's probably because of what they've seen. Mm-hmm. And how some women are treated by men mm-hmm. is probably from what they have seen. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the reason why, you know, we would love for you guys to explore therapy in some capacity. Like, calling offices services as well, uh, virtually, and I'm sure we'll talk about that later in the episode. But this is why it's so important that we wanted to really make this topic um, uh, the highlight. And, and Kevin, I'll give you another interesting piece, bit of research. One of the reasons why, particularly in the African American culture, there's such a taboo still around marriage therapy, is because there's still an unknown about across the board of what African Americans think about marriage, because marriage That's is true. not mm-hmm. as normative 
in yeah. African American communities in terms of relationship um, progression. Mm-hmm. Um, you find that 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 the when you look at the age range of people who get married and when they get married, African Americans tend to get married at a much later mm-hmm. rate. Oh wow! If they ever yeah. do get married, and Black women True. tend to be the most unmarried people group on the planet. Mm-hmm. That's wow. a fact. So wow. there's there's this whole struggle with. Uh, when they look at divorce rates, particularly in black communities, the, one of the challenges, how, how do you ever measure if all these couples were ever married? Did mm-hmm. they actually have a ceremony? Mm-hmm. Did they do it in the backyard? Did they ever really put a stake in the ground? Wow. Wow. Did they ever go to the justice of the peace? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of that in our community, and people, uh, common law marriages were once a thing. Yeah, um, yeah. And so <laughs> there's still some, it's still kind of vague, honestly. Yeah. When you go to look for the true metrics culturally for African-Americans because there's still a lot out there that's not known in terms wow. of how we move into marriage. That's mm-hmm. good. I had no so, idea. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I see it all the time, but, you know, when you just start breaking it down into the the statistics and the metrics. Well, yeah. I heard Delana say she likes that I kind love of stuff. That so kind of yeah. stuff. <laughs> I love that kind of stuff. She's so into it. She's like, yeah. That's yeah. good. Well, no, it's, it's, it's true, though. Because so. it gives you a, a big picture of, yeah. like, mm-hmm. you know, reasons and and then how to how to resolve it yeah because i think one of the issues is that we don't get good examples of what marriage is like growing up that's true generationally yeah like we don't have good examples and so for me i feel like the reason that this was so important for me to do is because i was like i want to break that generational curse Mm. absolutely i don't want to live in dysfunction Mm -hmm. i don't want my kids to see and live in dysfunction i want better Absolutely. For my children and for my family. And, and, I mean, I have to echo that because I don't want to throw my parents under the bus or anything, but we didn't see, me and my sisters didn't grow up seeing what, uh, we, we seen togetherness, we seen family, but we didn't see what the a true definition of what we like to call nowadays as black love. You know, that, <laughs> that you know, I seen the real. I'll just say that. We seen the real. And it molded me to be the man I am today. So I, I appreciate the things my parents taught me. They both taught me different principles. Mm-hmm. But when it came to marriage, I don't even think they knew. Mm-hmm. And I think they sometimes didn't. we got to give our parents more credit. Mm-hmm. They were doing just enough to, to get get by because of what information they had before them. You know, right. back then, you know, their parents were more like <laughs> the woman cooks and that's it mm-hmm. and the daddy comes home and put his feet up mm-hmm. so you know that was like all they knew so you know all they was trying to do is find a way to just raise their kids right. mm. and just so. get by right yeah and that's We're why they whooped us all the time and too. figuring it out because <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. they have time that's what i realized they didn't have no time no. for nothing to explain <laughs> it nothing. was i'm not saying why you need to do yeah. this. you just do it you know how people so. nowadays they say I ain't got time for all that. No, back then, the parents said one thing, and it was, "Hey, you get hit in the throat and your teeth click." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> yeah. So, but go ahead, answer, uh, ask Colin our next question. So, as we go into our next topic, we kind of just wanted to take a moment to talk about, like, why is therapy so important for marriage maintenance? Why is that something that some someone like Kevin said? should do on a regular basis just like you have maintenance for your car you get tune-ups you get your tires changed you get your oil changed why is that something that you should also do in your marriage well man 
I love what you guys are talking about here, especially around maintenance. And what you guys <laughs> just touched on is so critical. Uh, what I talk about is the noise factor when it comes to therapy and, and, and marriage maintenance is uh, one of the issues that we have in this, con- in this country, in this culture, is there's so much noise. Mm-hmm. There's so much noise about relationships, around relationships. Everybody's got an idea, a book, a seminar, a webcast, mm-hmm. and even the ones who don't, you know, not even just the noise about marriages, the single person noise is out there, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. And oh, yeah. so when you, when you move into a committed marriage relationship, you don't necessarily get to quiet that noise. That's right? true. Those things still exist, whether it's whether it's the mother who's still the mother-in-law who's still kind of picking at the relationship and pushing yeah. you towards something, or mm-hmm. it could be a blended relationship, and you've mm-hmm. got children from two different relationships in the play. Mm-hmm. You've got that noise that's coming from other mothers, other parents that are speaking in. So one of the reasons that therapy is so important to marriage maintenance is because of the noise factor. Yeah, mm-hmm. and what what good therapy can do is help quiet the noise, mm. right? It can help you quiet down all of the influences that are coming externally that are, that are causing you to act out in certain ways that you may not w- even be aware of. You're just ingesting oh, wow. all that noise. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and what I like to do is sit with couples and help them just quiet the noise and listen and hear what's really happening. Not in what around you, but what's happening with you because of what is around you. Mm-hmm. There's some things you can't control, right? That's true. Think about your blended family issues. If there's a, a child that's part of another family and your family, and there's other things pressing in on that child that impacts your relationship, well, you can't do much about the other thing. No. Mm-hmm. But no. what you can do is how do you quiet that noise and say, what's going on with us right now? Mm-hmm. Right? Where are we at with this thing that's happening? What can we do to make sure we keep our boundaries, right? Remember yep. that word? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was the word of 2021 <laughs> for us. Ooh, yes. so, That's so a whole nother episode. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I got a neat story, too. I want to talk about this car maintenance because people typically use that because it makes sense, right? If we're talking about maintenance and cars and what that means, if you want a car to last a long time, you just got to do the maintenance, right? Oh if you want it to run good. well, right? Yeah. So good. And, yeah. and, and the reason is because uh, inside of an engine, you know, car engine, there's a lot of friction happening. Yep. And the maintenance, what the maintenance does is it doesn't stop the friction. It just keeps lubricating the parts, mm. Mm. right? And the things, that, the things that get closest together and rub together, right? Think about that. It causes friction, yep. yeah. right? And, and you need lubrication to keep that thing from locking up, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes, yep. Good engine. Yeah. And I, I <laughs> learned the hard way about that. Um, I, I grew up a child of a single-parent mother with eight, nine children. Oh, wow. Uh, and I didn't learn much about quote-unquote manhood stuff from a man. Oh. I learned it from my mom. And my mom taught me car maintenance this way. She said, Colin, when you drive a car, you got to listen for the ticking sound, and that'll <laughs> let you know you need to change the oil. Y'all yeah. laugh, but I'll tell you, this is the truth. Yeah, when your lifters start ticking <laughs> right. in your engine. That's what mama would say. Mama yep. would say, listen for the ticking sound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was 15, 16 years old. I remember I bought my first car. I was 26, 27, bought my first brand-new car, three yeah. miles on it, and I loved it. I drove that car straight for nine miles. Uh, nine months, and I tur- and it had a great sound system. So I was <laughs> popping all my latest whinings wow. and commission stuff, and it was loud. Yeah. And the problem was because of that noise, it I was couldn't, you hear couldn't hear the noise. Yeah, you couldn't hear the one day that car locked up on me, right? Mm. And 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 I called the manufacturer. I said, "Look, this car is broken. You sold me a bad car." He said, "Mr. Pinkney, you've driven in less than nine months." Almost 20,000 miles. Oh, wow. He said, did yeah. you ever think to check the oil? Oh, yeah. mm. And I thought, this is what I said to him, God's honor truth. I said, well, I never heard the ticking sound. 
Wow. And I'm telling, I'm saying that because that's how people do relational marriage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're waiting for some mythical thing that they learned mm-hmm. or heard somewhere to show up, and it never happens, mm-hmm. and you, your relationship explodes. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's yeah. why the maintenance is so important, because you don't listen for, you get rid of the myths, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We debunk myths that come with marriage, and we deal with the stuff that keeps it lubricated. Or more importantly, you said explode. It, it can even do, like, you know, with the old school cars, that engine lock up, That's and right. it doesn't go nowhere. So you want those heads. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So no, I love that. That's yeah. that is so good. That is that is a great analogy for relationships, marriages, and mm-hmm. it's it's just constantly. It's from what it, from what I took from that, you have to constantly feed good stuff mm-hmm. into it, so you can receive good things out of it. The benefits of giving your car a great maintenance plan mm-hmm. is you're able to drive it, and it tr- and it's able to get you to point A to point B. Mm-hmm. So. And if we can just talk about, like, our personal experience. Yeah, like yeah. We, s- you know, in the beginning, it was really hard when we it first was. started because it means, you know, being vulnerable mm-hmm. and opening wounds that have not completely healed. So I thought so in the beginning, I thought because all the times in the past, I just thought being transparent and, and saying what was wrong with me was unpacking the stuff. But slowly but surely, what I learned was I was just emptying it out in a place that I felt was safe, but I wasn't necessarily getting deep. What we started doing was we started getting deep. I had to open up areas that I didn't want nobody to see. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. the vulnerability wasn't just talking about it because I would always brag about, I love being transparent. I love being transparent, Mm -hmm. but transparency is subjective of what you want people to know. I was only being transparent about the stuff that I would like people to mm-hmm. know. But then when I had to start unpacking the things that I really had to work through, mm-hmm. that's when the, the struggle, I mean, until this day, it's mm-hmm. it just it just was hard it's to hard. just, mm-hmm. you know, hard. like I have an issue with boundaries sometimes. I know that, but I'm transparent you about that. that. now. Yeah, now. You I didn't know, know that. what that word was before. <laughs> no. I was just like, no, that's not, what is boundaries? You know. But now I understand, like, okay, no, it's, Colin gave me a great analogy. He said, giving your wife the boundaries is the equivalent of you attributing to her uh, her therapy for not getting cancer. Or mm-hmm. if she has cancer, it's like instead of her taking chemo, you're allowing her to heal in a different way. She needs this space. She needs this time. She needs her boundaries to be able to be healthy. So when she comes back to you, she's a healthier version of herself. And that's still a struggle to this day. Yeah, that's good. But uh, (laughs) so not not only do you have to face those hard things in the beginning, but you have to keep practicing. Yeah, the things that you are learning throughout counseling and Mm -hmm. and you being held accountable. And that's why I feel like maintenance is important for us Mm -hmm. because you can't just learn these things and then and then say, okay, we're good, we're done, we don't need this anymore. It's a journey. It's a daily practice. Yep. And you need sometimes you need someone to kind of step in and, 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 and mediate yeah. things um, and hold you accountable. Absolutely. And then for, for you, you <laughs> had to make I had to make it safe. Yes. For you to be able to have a breakthrough and be vulnerable. And to be vulnerable. Because that was a, that was a big challenge for me. Absolutely. Like I'm just used to being, you know, I was well before our relationship. Yeah. I was used to being single mom like you just stuff. Yep. You just stuff, 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 and mm. you keep going. You don't have time to cry. 
yeah. you don't have so. time to talk about it. You just you, you get up and you you have to work. You yep. have to come home, take care of your child. And we you know, we don't talk <laughs> about it. And that's also something that I learned, you know, in my family. Yeah. Yeah. Like with, you know, with my parents, we don't talk about stuff. You just you just go, 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 go. Yeah. And you don't deal with it. You stuff it. And in the, the day that you had that moment and it was Colin was present. It was a breakthrough. I, it was a b- it huge really breakthrough. Was a breakthrough. And ladies and gentlemen, if you're seeing it on video, this was a symbolization of yes, that breakthrough. So she always knows that this heart symbolized being able to A, be safe. And Colin yes. said something else that was more impactful. I'm just kind of <laughs> <Yes>. trying to <laughs> remember. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she's yeah. wearing the symbolization of the, the, the moment that she was able to be vulnerable and have that breakthrough. So that heart symbolizes that. Absolutely. Yeah. She has it around her neck. Mm. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. And he told me, make sure I go buy that. <laughs> <laughs> and he did it. And he I listened. Did. <laughs> he listened. So. Okay. So next question. Um, so if you're just tuning in again, uh, this is Marriage Maintenance, Pillow Talk with the Winstons, and we have our special guest, Colin Pinckney. And we are talking about, we talked about why is therapy so taboo in our culture? Why is therapy important for marriage maintenance? But now we're going to talk about what are the tools and resources that you can provide couples in today's day and age Mm -hmm. when it comes to marriage maintenance. What are the tools and resources? Some tools, Mm -hmm. because I know there's several. Yeah, there are (laughs) lots of. I I just give you kind of an overarching understanding that I really try to work with couples is that is, to, for them not to lose their personhood in the context of going through the therapy, right? Mm. Because that's one of the reasons why people don't go through therapy because they think I got to give up who I am. Yep. yep. Right. I got to yep. be. Uh, not, you mean I can't be who I am? I got to change today. Right? Yeah. And, and so, yeah. what's really important as a as a resource is to give people their own truth, right, about mm. themselves, and let them hear that yeah. reflected in a non-judgmental way. That's cool. Right, when people can hear who they are and not be judged for it, mm-hmm. yeah. when they can reveal who, what they're thinking, what they're mm-hmm. going through, the stuff that they think if no, if somebody heard about it, they wouldn't like me anymore. But uh, they finally get to do that and find out that nobody left you. Yeah, we're still here in the room, yeah. right? Love it. That that non-judgmental truth is a mm-hmm. tool that I know people are longing for. Oh, yeah, they absolutely. They don't know how to ask for it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And that's one of the key traps that people get in the marriage is they don't know how to ask for what they want. My wife tells me that all need. the time. Yeah. I don't know how to ask yeah. sometimes because I don't know how to present it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's fear, right? So we, we yeah. I think what we realize, yeah. then you move into, okay, if my personhood matters, then, then what's keeping me from presenting? Typically, it's a fear-based <laughs> mindset mm-hmm. that something before you came into my life mm-hmm. taught me this way. Oh, wow. And now that I'm here with you, the fear says, I'm not even going to tell you either. Wow. Right? Mm-hmm. And until you can get into a space of non judgment, yeah. right? And that's the hardest thing because, right, our world is so judgmental, right? Mm-hmm. Think that's about true. the culture we're in right now. Yeah. If you reveal any of your dark, deep secrets, you're going <laughs> to pay a price. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, 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 you're going to lose your job. You're going to mm-hmm. lose your marriage. You're going to lose legit whatever it is right yeah. mm-hmm. and 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 marriage i think is a beautiful mysterious relationship where we can be totally vulnerable if we do it well true we can be vulnerable in a way that it doesn't weaken us it empowers us it mm-hmm. strengthens us mm-hmm. and we can be authentic and we don't have to pretend like i got it all together mm-hmm. all the time because mm-hmm. who does right mm-hmm. who who gets it right all the time and yeah. 
And that's, again, another one of the myths that people have with marriage, that that person's going to get it right all the time mm -hmm. because I need them to so I don't have to, I, I don't have to present who I am. If they get their act together, mm -hmm. I can live inside of that. That's right? true. Right. That's and, true. And that's a message that comes from our childhood. Oh, wow. we, we get that. We that didn't just show up because I fell in love with you. Right, right. If I take you back to mama, daddy issues, sister, brother issues, yeah. you're going to find out that these things in me um, presented someplace else. And you're just the I first beneficiary. I've heard yeah. it called childhood imprints. Oh, yeah. Childhood or imprints. Or attachment styles. Or attachment yeah. styles mm -hmm. or, or more, more, more fully ADEs. Adverse developmental experience or ACEs, adverse childhood experiences. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Those are the things that shape. They could be various types of trauma. Mm -hmm. Something as simple as, for me, I'll give you an example. My mother used to always say to me when I was young, growing up, when she'd introduce me to other family members and friends, she'd say, this is Colin. He's my quiet, shy little boy. He mm -hmm. doesn't say anything. And though that seemed innocent, Right. As a seven, eight-year-old boy whose daddy had just walked out on him, mm -hmm. his whole identity mm -hmm. going forward, and he had questions, a little boy who was wondering, what did that mean about me? It wasn't I had anything to say. I didn't know how to say it. And nobody mm -hmm. would ask me, how do you feel, Colin? Mm -hmm. You had no permission. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so my mother looked at me in my trauma and, and named it. Mm. And I accepted mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, I brought, and I brought it into my marriage. And my wife will tell you, one of my most diabolical traits was I was a quiet assassin. Mm. Um, if you made me upset or disappointed, I just would talk to you for three days. Silent greeting. Uh, three days, <laughs> right? And That's that me. was my way yeah. of medicating my continued pain, my unhealed yeah. experience. Yeah. And so, again, the tools with that is just giving people the space uh, to own their personhood, right? No, That's, That's one of the key ones. And just, you know, things like that. And, and I do that through. Talk is shook. Talk therapy is one. Mm -hmm. You know, other multimedia platforms we use. You know, there might be a video or movie to watch. Apps, right? mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. look, look outside of yourself and see the rest of the world and find out you're not alone, right? Yeah, yeah that's, that's good. You're yeah. not the yeah. only one. Right? Yeah. And that helps people. That, a lot. that, that helps me a lot. So I look. Yeah. I think it's called. It's not comparison, but sometimes it is. It's like I want to really know that I'm not that. Okay, Colin told me this. <laughs> so this is Colin's version, and I'll tell you the way that I. I perceive it. Kyla's version is, you're not that unique. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it yes. wasn't a bad way, but I had yeah. to take that and be like, yeah, I ain't that unique. But then on my perception was, no, I, I'm not the only one dealing with this and it's okay. Mm -hmm. That's what he means when he said you're not that unique that God is going to say, you're the only one that's going to deal with this. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I think that's that was like an aha moment for me to it say. It was an aha moment. Yeah. Wow. When I'm we when he recommended the YouTube video for us to watch oh, yeah. starting over. Starting oh, over. Yeah. That that was one, yeah, we that had a wake good. up call. That we was were real not good. the exception to the rule. So for her it was confirmation that she already did it. For me it was confirmation that I rushed into this. Yeah. I didn't take enough time. And but it was too late. I'm in there. <laughs> I can adjust in the game. I can adjust yeah. the game plan. So I had to make an audible and Instead of throwing the ball so much, I had to run. I had to just take little yards at a time and, and, and still get a first down and mm -hmm. not try to go for a touchdown every play because that's how I thought our marriage was going yeah. to be, and I got the – You needed realistic expectations. Yeah. yeah you said that in the beginning. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't believe didn't, you. We didn't have realistic expectations. And then COVID didn't help. It no. was like get married, 
uh, get engaged. And then the world is locked down. Oh, my God. So now it's just you and him. All the time. 24 hours a day. Every day. Every day. And then you got COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) And got married in COVID. Y'all was about to have a whole wedding. Oh, my goodness. Listen, we got the antibodies, so we 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 good. No, but that was that was like an aha moment, and I think that was like it was huge to realize that you know, it's not a bad thing that you're not not unique. Mm-hmm. It's just the fact of someone else is dealing with something, not not just what you're dealing with, but even worse. Mm-hmm. And that you know you can get this too will pass. Tom Hanks was talking about that in this video the other day. Everything that happens, he just kept telling himself in his life, this too will pass, this too will pass, this too will pass. He's like, whatever you go through, this too will pass. You have to always start over. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. This too will pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, 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 and added to that, that uniqueness, you know, one of the things that we're designed for is connection. Yeah. Like we are built for connection, and mm-hmm. the, the enemy of our soul would have us believe that we we can reject that connection mm-hmm. because I'm special. I'm different, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I don't yep. need connection or I yep. don't want connection or I don't deserve connection. And yet that is the very impetus why we go into marriage, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and it's th- that man and woman alone is not the best reality for it. I mean, there, look, there are some people who are capable of sustaining non-marital re- relationships mm-hmm. and things. Yeah. But for the most part, based on the numbers, mm-hmm. most people – and all cultures gravitate toward marriage, marriage. yeah, mm-hmm. because it That's speaks true. of our, our 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 ultimate identity as human beings mm-hmm. yeah. to be connected, and that that's why we're not unique, right? We're all yeah. the same in that, right? That's Even true. though our circumstances may seem different, mm-hmm. our suffering, we're, what's common to all marriages, um, and I don't know many that don't, is suffering, mm-hmm. right? But but and everybody's looking for the marriage that doesn't have it. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm right. saying no, mm-hmm. we all got it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> You're not special. You didn't get no. a pass. Exactly. So. <laughs> I embrace love it. Embrace it. And it's work. And that's yeah. why you need so the good. tools and the resources to get through those like hard moments. And don't and don't view work as a is a bad a bad way. It's work doesn't have to mean it's hard. It could be what? Simple. Simple. Mm-hmm. It's simple. It's simple. <laughs> it 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 is not difficult. Like you could it can be simple, but it's not it's not it doesn't have to be hard but it's it's definitely simple simple, simple mm-hmm. tools just use the tools yeah. use the resources yeah yep and so that goes into our next question that we kind of want to talk to you a little bit about some of the biggest challenges that you see when it comes to couples in therapy and i know for us one <laughs> of the biggest <laughs> things that you know we just thought that like i said we had unrealistic expectations yeah and we really thought that we our communication was like just amazing yeah like we could finish finish each other's words yep we could read each other's minds yeah but then when you know time passed and time passed and it's just like yeah we're not on the same page yeah <laughs> and we're we, not on the I, same page it was at crazy all. i i felt some kind of way about that because i was like you mean to tell me we not on the same page How, how's that even like that doesn't even make sense but i realized yeah. It was because we were talking different languages. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and we communication. Was a different language. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the mi- the uh, marriage myth yes. exercise, right? Oh yeah. I remember Fourteen that. myths oh, yes. of marriage, and and the idea is that if you believe any of those to be true, then you're probably setting yourself up for some real big disappointment. Mm-hmm. That's so true. And they seem so natural and so innocent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like um, 
um, my my love for you would never make me doubt, uh, mm-hmm. my, you know, our marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that sounds nice and noble and romantic, but the truth is, couples go through those periods where they doubt themselves because mm-hmm. of the harshness, the hard things that come up. Um, and so, um, and and think about remember chapter four boundaries book. Boundaries. Oh yeah, remember that. that? Well, what would you say about chapter four? You remember any of that? How that impacted you? The completeness versus complementary. Oh, that was was so good. Was that That, freeing? That one right there was, that was liberating. It was liberating. That one was liberating because I'll let you talk more about it, but (laughs) it was just like, yeah, I can't even go back and and quote that book. Well, (laughs) think of the societal trap that we all fall into, the, the romance yeah, the romanticism, Western, particularly Western culture, this culture we're in, particularly United States of America, particularly this generation, yeah, that that holds up a sort of a model of relationship and romance mm-hmm. that follows a set pattern um, that's based on the idea that the best marriage that I'm going to have is when you come in and you complete me, mm-hmm. like I'm yeah. not a whole person that's until it. I have yep. you. Yeah, yep. And the problem with that model is more likely you're going to bring the incomplete person, they're going to bring the incomplete person, and you're both going to, you're going to have an incomplete relationship. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yep. the work, the, the best work in marriage is when you can own for yourself mm-hmm. being the right person rather than finding the right person. Mm-hmm. That's right? good. Yep. And, and then w- you move into a marriage where you, rather than complete each other, you complement one another. Right. And differences are then valued and mm-hmm. even celebrated. Right, yeah, that's that, true. The, the, the hardest, one of the hardest challenges I find with couples is how they even recognize and celebrate their differences, rather than judge them. Right, mm-hmm. I like to spend money, you like to save it, which is right, which is wrong. Mm-hmm. True. Right, and yeah, there are some yeah. couples that's the dividing mm-hmm. issue. And yeah. The sad reality is that <laughs> yes. money is innocent, right? Yeah. Right. It's what we yeah. do with it, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 who's to say saving some money is the best way or Planning for an elaborate vacation is not the best way, right? True. Mm-hmm. True. Because think about marriage maintenance. I, I, I encourage couples, you should be planning for elaborate ex- ex- experiences in your relationship because there's enough noise out here that if you don't do it for each other, those mm-hmm. empty spaces in you are going to be filled with something, something destructive, oh, yeah. something addictive, mm-hmm. something yeah. that's decaying. Something that's friction and it's all these and th- and before you know it, you're out in the middle of nowhere wondering how you got there. Mm-hmm. That's true. So it's it's so important that um you know when we talk about marriage, we we we, we stand with truth, right? Yeah. That yeah. we're different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. That and that's what attracted us in the first mm-hmm. place. So that's why true. are we getting this and you got all of a sudden be like me? Oh, yeah. dang, that's right. Good. Yeah, that's, that's good. good. It's okay yep. to be different. And that's I true. remember you telling us that like in a session. Just the fact that, you know, you guys were attracted by your differences. And now, like, it's the one thing that's kind of <laughs> causing the friction and the yeah. conflict. Yep. So it's like, how do you meet in the middle? And that's crazy because that's that would be some of the smallest argument, but the biggest outcome in the argument. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I really just, deep down, wanted you to look at it from my perspective right. and be basically... Be compliant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah, and see it my way. Right. And Versus think about it how I think about it yep. and feel how I feel. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I feel a certain way, but she's more like, hey, I don't really see it like that. And sometimes I've learned not, you don't have to allow, you be okay. Yeah. And sometimes you have to agree to disagree. We yeah. don't see it the same way. Yep. 
but I still love you. And like, yeah. I can understand why you feel that way. And you can understand why I feel that way, but it's okay. We don't have to, to agree on this thing. No, mm-hmm. we don't. Well, Kevin, you said a key word there. And I don't want to, I want that get missed. You said, I learned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So I learned. When we <laughs> talk about skills and t- tools and relationships, there is a skill set that, that is the opportunity the, the opportunity to keep building the relationship is to keep learning and keep mm-hmm. growing. Um, you know, most time we come to marriage, we're not complete. We haven't learned all that we can. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when there's friction, it's not about right or wrong. It's about what can I learn in, 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 in this situation to just allow you to present, mm-hmm. yeah. right, and not shut yeah. you down. Because yeah. then the message then is it's okay for you to be angry sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's okay for you to be sad sometimes, yep. right? Yeah. And if we're not careful, though, the message is, I'm not allowed to be angry. Yeah. I'm not right. allowed to That's be sad. True. I can't. Yeah. I'm not allowed to feel rejection. I That's mean, true. If you walk out of here. Am I not supposed to feel rejected? Right. Mm-hmm. And 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 the prison that a lot of married couples get in is holding people hostage to. You're not allowed to own your feelings. Ooh, that's and that's good. The, and that's, that's these tools we give you, help you understand. No, own your feelings, but do it in a way right that it attracts rather than detracts. Mm-hmm. Right, and those tools are simply they're simple tools. Right, mm-hmm. you simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just if you just practice these, mm-hmm. versus the, the the style you've been practicing since you were a little boy who didn't get your way on the playground. My mm-hmm. goodness, or you're Ooh, you, yeah. you remember the story about the couple who had the seventy five thousand dollar wedding? Did I tell you guys that no. one? No, oh no, you can tell. Yeah. I've got time to tell. I, I'll go quick. Yes. But yeah, yeah, we got time. Yeah, we're good. Well, there was a, and this is kind of the work that helps people with tools. Right, there was okay. a couple. They were they were due to get married within thirty days and. By that time, we're at the last session. We're only planning for the wedding. We're going over the ceremony. And, and the groom called me, pretty sad and upset. He said, look, I don't know if this is going to happen. Oh, man. And I was like, okay, what's going on? He said, well, um, my, my bride told me today if she would have known that this is how I was going to behave, that she wouldn't have spent $75,000 <laughs> on this wedding. <laughs> And then oh my I didn't hear anything else after he said $75,000 because I've never done a $75,000 wedding. No. And I wanted to see what that was like. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, so you, I said, you didn't know that it was, that she had spent $75,000 on this wedding? He said, no, I left it up to her. And, oh. um, and so I said, well, I said, I'll tell you what, have her call me. Let me see what I can find out. She called me. And I said, tell me about this wedding that you've been planning. She <laughs> says, well, and, and here's where we, the unknown can can really take us out. Mm. She said, ever since I was a little girl, my daddy promised me that I could have any wedding I wanted. So since I was an eight or nine-year-old little girl, I've been making my wedding book. Wow. And in my wedding book, I had a dream that I would have mine on the side of a mountain, and it was going to be this. And I'm telling you, the wedding she had planned was matched exactly in the book. That. And I asked her this wow. one question that I think really helped turn things around. Because, again, it was non-judgmental listening. I said, so do you think your groom knows about the wedding book? She said, no, I never told him. Oh, wow. I said, well, what do you think he would say if you told him about the wedding book? She says, I don't know, but I guess I should ask. To ask. And so the next session was mm-hmm. about allowing her to unpack her, her ideal wedding. Not the marriage, just the yeah. wedding. The mm-hmm. wedding, yeah. And all that meant to her because of who? Her dad. Yeah. Yeah. And what we had to understand was, and so he's living under the, her dad was a very wealthy man. Right. He's a hard worker. He was actually a a physical fitness guy. Like he just started a business, had a few clients, and he's struggling to make it, and he's going to try and 
you know, do all the stuff, but he's not nowhere near adequate. Yeah. And the dad's already committed a down payment on their first home. So mm-hmm. he's walking into a relationship where expectations mm-hmm. is on that 10. he can't yeah. live up to. Mm-hmm. Mm. Here's a guy who didn't have a dad growing up. Here's a girl who had a dad who was totally maybe too much. Yeah, yeah. Right? Too connected. And now, you, th- <laughs> you think they're going to have some friction? Oh, oh yeah. absolutely. Because <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. the dad's going to probably be telling him, this is how you should do. do. And that's the noise, right? I talked yeah. about it at the beginning. That's, uh, that's why you got to do maintenance, because there's going to be noise. Yeah. And, and you just don't know until you get into this thing. Wow. Well, this this was, I believe, uh, I believe what we talked about. Uh, just to recap everything, this this has been great. Marriage maintenance. We touched on four major points: why is therapy so taboo in our culture? Why is therapy important for marriage maintenance? What are some of the tools and resources you provide couples? And what are some of the biggest challenges when it comes to seeing couples in therapy in marriage? And I believe somebody's going to be blessed by what we talked about today this this is probably not your typical podcast that you listen to because we we're doing the work this is what it looks like mm-hmm. pillow talk with us is us doing the work this is what it looks like and this is just episode two mm-hmm. so buckle mm-hmm. up it's okay. gonna get real it's gonna get good and we we pray that somebody is gonna get blessed by what we're talking about so yeah because I feel like it's so many good things that we've been able to learn and apply to our marriage that we oh, yeah. know works. So why keep this why information? Ke- I was j- man, listen, like I was why, just why, thinking that. Why hold, why hold it in? in and keep it to ourselves? And the crazy part is Colin, Remember, I remember him saying, you guys are going to share this with more people. And then kind of like maybe before that, Glenda, uh, Delana's friend had said, you guys should do a you podcast. Guys should do a podcast. Mm. Because we didn't know how we were going to share it. I think me and her were, were talking about what we should we do and how we should let this come out. And I mean, sometimes alignment is just obedience. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. alignment comes from obedience, and we were just being obedient to just hearing God say, "Do this." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And here we are, episode two. So we have inspirations and. Uh, we have a Winspiration coming up, which is our w- episode segment where we talk about, you know, what we're inspired by. It's Winston and Inspiration married together. So our Winspiration for today is we're going to do how they do in the church. We're going to have Colin pray us out. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I just want to, yeah, okay. but I just want to add because for every <laughs> session that we've had and it yeah. has just been just so amazing to do like to close out and seal seal it like everything that we want and we expect and we're believing because we are people of faith that we are believing for our marriage and so Colin always closes our session out with a prayer and so we wanted to ask you to do that I'd be honored to I'd be honored to I believe that God designed marriage and he knows best how to make it work Mm -hmm. and so let's let's see let's invite him in to the audience today Father God we God, we start with a thank you. Thank you for the miracle of technology that allows our voices to be heard in places that we aren't right now. And for people whose hearts may be hurting or desperate or seeking, God, we thank you that they've heard this word and that they've heard your love for them. And we pray, God, that they would take the courage that they need, God, to take a step, to pick up a phone, to send a text, to ask for help. God, we know your word, divine order, is that if we ask, we receive. If we seek, we find. If we knock, the door shall be opened unto us. So, Father, today, the three of us collectively ask, seek, and knock on behalf of our listeners. 
that they would find you on the other side, that they would find an adequate answer for their soul and for their relationship, that you would bless them and bless them indeed, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys so much. This was amazing, man. We appreciate you coming. Um, this, this This was great. My wife had uh, accidentally said in our first episode, thank you for l- coming to our session. I was like, babe, this ain't a therapy <laughs> session. <laughs> it literally felt like it was a, it se- was. Like a therapy session. Because we were just talking. Yeah, and it we was, were candidly just talking. It was That's like good. a flow. So it just yeah. was, yeah. But no, today, was this was great. Was so we This could be a therapy. This it, could yes. be a it really could. It could be. This right? could be virtual therapy. Everybody's not going to find a, a person, but you guys have been sent. That's and, good. Uh, so hey, I receive it. Use it. Yeah. Use and it. we want to make sure that we have you um, give any information on where people can contact you if they do are. Do you do social social media? I do, but it, yeah, <laughs> okay. I'm on Facebook and I'm on LinkedIn and Tell I'm the people. on. I don't know the handles though. Oh, okay. I'm well, not that okay. sophisticated. We will put it. My in name. We'll yeah. drop it. Yeah, we'll drop it we'll when drop we put it, it in our, our uh, on our YouTube and on our social media pages as well, and we'll share this. Uh, remember that. To follow us on on Instagram at all we do is Winston W I N S T O N, and then also if you guys want to subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is all we do is Winston, we're on there, and this episode will be uploaded on our YouTube channel, so you can not just listen, but you can see us too. Absolutely, and and here's a cool thing: we recorded this episode under an an hour, so (laughs) compared to all the other ones out there. Ours will be shorter than what you have heard. <laughs> For my people with ADHD. Right. <laughs> oh, Lord. This one. Yeah. And that's that's saying a lot. So, yeah. Yes. But no, guys, thank you for listening. This is, I was about to say, keeping up with the Winston. <laughs> this is episode 102, Marriage Maintenance. Pillow talk, talk with the Winston. Thank you guys so I much. What do I really want <laughs> for myself? All right, we out. Because you brought things to the table that I Yo. never thought that I could get out of a relationship. We keep it real over yeah. here. Yeah. What do you believe the purpose of marriage is? Welcome to Pillow Talk, ladies and gentlemen. With the Winston. Winston's. Hey.